So I am Rick Chafee with Ask the Masters. It is uh, just before Christmas. I got the opportunity to sit down with Bob Haining from Pebble Tech. Um, he's got a few more devices at that company now where they're doing fire and water and also doing uh, cast stone products for countertops and fire pits. So we're going to kind of chat about the history of Bob and, and, and even his wife, Julie, because they've both been in the industry for years. Um, our friendship and our relationship over the years and also kind of what... Uh, What's new at Pebble Tech? What's uh, what what Pebble Tech's all about as well? What their new products and offerings are, and and uh, just bring that to the table. So, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Um, one of the cool things about this little Ask the Masters thing we do is I literally I'm, I'm like I get to get all the celebrities in the business and come meet with them. Yeah, so celebrities. We've got we've got Bob here today. I got Buzz Giz coming in later today. So, um, the the one thing I always notice when we talk about like companies and success is something like Pebble Tech where. You, you can consider yourself successful when your name is like synonymous like Kleenex, right? Mm -hmm. So anybody in this industry at this point, um, when they when they refer to a pebble or that type of interior finish, they don't know any different. Most people, right? Um, they just go straight to Pebble Tech, mm -hmm. um, and I and that's a you know that's partly because I think that the quality level of the product and and what goes on. But before we dig into you know, kind of the company you represent, let's talk about you know Bob and and where do, where did Bob get started in the industry? How long has he been in the industry? Um, what's his responsibilities now with Pebble Tech, and, and how's that going? Well, yeah, it's a long list, a long, long list there that we have. So I started in uh, the pool industry. Actually, it's my only career job in, uh, or, or that I've been in my career is in the pool business. Wow. And uh, started like 39 years ago. So I worked after, you know, during college and then after college, I worked at a, a family-owned company, uh, in the vapid cooler business and that was a seasonal business so we thought we got to find something that will round out our our uh, season so we bought a chlorine generator back in the days when a chlorine generator was not many people knew about it, it was kind of the new new technology that was out there and i took that product line on and hired a sales force and independent reps and so forth and we did quite well with it, it i don't know if everybody remembers the old porpoise days and uh, they were out in Florida you know, with the chlorine generator. I think those are creepy crawly people. And, um, you know, we were competing in that marketplace. And, and um, it was a phenomenon that uh, was changing the industry from chlorine tabs to gas to making the chlorine actually right next to the pool equipment. And we got quite successful at that. And in that success, I started meeting a lot of different people in the industry, obviously. And um, one of my all-time, long-time mentors, Vance Gillette, uh, I became very good friends with him. And he said, you know, you ought to start your own business to be a rep. We'll give you a jandy. And I said, wow, I never thought of that. So I left that chlorine generator business, started my own business as Haney Sales Group as an independent rep. And that was back in the days when there were a lot of lines out there. Um, we built a pretty successful company, five employees, a warehouse offices and so forth. <clears throat> and then in um, 1995, uh, Jandy being one of my larger lines, uh, the president of, or the owner actually of Jandy and Van Chalette called me up one day on like a Tuesday and says, we're coming in to see you tomorrow. And I went, hmm, that can't be good news. <laughs> uh -oh, I'm getting cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we were doing really well. We built the Western region with Jandy products. Um, in fact, back then we had a cleaner 
uh, a Jandy valve and a, a radio, a floating radio that didn't float. <laughs> Some people remember that back in the industry. It was a sinker. But anyway, so we built the company and started getting into different equipment um, lines and so forth. And I didn't realize it, but they came to towns and uh, they announced that they were going to, um, I had to become an employee of Jandy. And I said, hey, I got this thing going here. I'm doing pretty good. And right. she says, yeah, but you don't understand. <laughs> without yeah. Jandy. Yeah, without Jandy, you might not have yeah, it. Yeah, it might not be. So I, so anyway, the, the, we, we at that point um, sold the, or I sold my company back to them. They were gracious, gracious enough to basically pay me. You know, it was about an 11-year-old company, and I hired all my employees. They bought all my office furniture, my warehouse, and so forth. And we kept it running as Jandy at that point. All my other lines, um, I kind of parts those out to uh, different reps that were here in Phoenix. Okay. And it's how my career started at Jandy. So I was there, I don't know, 31 years or so. Wow. And, um, you know, that grew. I think we were sold maybe four times. Grew, became the vice president of Western Region Sales. Um, you know, went from a really tiny company to a really huge company. And, you know, a lot of growth and a lot of fun on the way up there. Is that where you met Julie? Um, well, Julie, I always call her, my son, wife, Julie, is kind of a guy's girl. You know, like she would be in the mix, different uh, trade shows and so forth. Everybody in the industry knew her. Uh, she actually was the first employee of Pebble Tech. Oh, so wow. she was hired okay. uh, back to be the absolutely the first employee of Pebble Tech. And then you took worked over there about and fired twenty years. Her. Yeah, I took over and fired her. <laughs> can't work. Can't work yeah, with your spouse. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then uh, so uh, she left. We we then started dating, and then eventually got married. But she left before we got married, and start, uh, bought a franchise in a completely different business in a right. gymnastics business. Smart enough to get out of the pool yeah, business. And yeah, tr- yeah. Else. Only one of the only people I know that got out of the pool business. <laughs> Successfully. So funny side note, me and me and Bob have been friends for years. We've probably known each other for a dozen years. And we've because Bob supports the industry so well with Pebble Tech, he's on a lot of the trips when, when we go to where A and A and Paramount and, and Pentair and all that Jandy, he supports all those trips as a company. Mm-hmm. So of course, you know, somebody's got to represent the company. So Bob's always there. And as long as we've lived in the same market, I mean we're we're a thirty minute drive to each other, but we've probably been in the same market for for at least for, since I was in the pool business, uh, yeah, and forever. we've had dinner probably ten times, and I think eight of those ten times have been in a foreign country. <laughs> so we we and we actually started joking about the fact that we live an hour from each other, and we've never had dinner in Phoenix. Yeah, you know, but we, we have great dinners in Paris. That's right? right. We've been in Paris. We've been in Switzerland. We've had all these amazing <laughs> dinners across the world, um, yet never had one here. So now, but now we're close enough friends now where we get together and have other uh, yeah. you know, dinners locally. I remember was, our, our first dinner we had. We said this is boring. We're in <laughs> Arizona having dinner. This isn't any fun get on a plane and yeah, go we're somewhere. We're going to find a way to go somewhere. But um, that, that just brings up the fact that, you know, one of the things Pebble Tech's done for years since I've known as well is they're just a huge supporter of, of the, the pool industry, mm-hmm. obviously at large, right? Mm-hmm. So everywhere that industry is going, whether it's a, you know, you supported Genesis for years, Pebble Tech, ANA, Paramount, you're always a part of those, mm-hmm. um, you know, Paramount's PACE program. So a big part of the education of our industry, which is part of what this thing holds, this whole project that we do with ATM mm-hmm. and Ask the Masters was that we want to we want to find a way to make the rest of the industry and the people outside of our industry much more aware of the education opportunities and the fact that there's very 
educated, experienced professionals in this industry because our industry's not got the best reputation mm-hmm. when it comes to those things. And mm-hmm. so, so companies like yours that help support that are huge for us because it's what's allowed the, the industry to kind of recreate itself over time and at least separate themselves from, mm-hmm. you know, high quality to no quality. So, mm-hmm. um, and I, and for, for one, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it's got pleasure. me some really, you know, beautiful dinners in foreign countries, somewhat on your dime, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but you guys are doing, you know, kind of the same thing now, instead of just being Pebble Tech, you guys are starting to segue um, and, and add more product lines. Mm-hmm. You're going, you're trying to revert back to your old days if you had a product rep now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys obviously have and have purchased a, a fire and a water company. So you've got all kinds of fire features and water features. I'll let you tell me about that too. And then we've been working together too, kind of as you've created your cast stone, mm-hmm. right? So we've done mm-hmm. a couple of really amazing monster cast fire features and even segued that into matching countertops mm-hmm. and exterior environments that mm-hmm. are in the same project. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's been a joy to do that, but let's walk through First, let's talk about Pebble Tech and what what makes Pebble Tech. Why why is Pebble Tech the Kleenex name? You know why? How did Pebble Tech create itself so that when you refer to interior finish of a pool, everybody just says Pebble Tech? Yeah. Well, I think you know you can look back. It's a little bit over a thirty year old company, and um, I give the credit to Ron Perkins because he actually was the first guy that came in and created the model of Pebble Tech, and that model was that you have to have license applicators. Uh, train them, do it the right way, deliver a product that's consistent to the customer, no matter if you're in Los Angeles or Miami, Florida. And uh, I remember in the early days, um, you know, when I was at Jandy, it was a, Pebble Tech was a new product and Ron didn't know really anybody outside of Arizona, really, a couple of people in Las Vegas. So I actually had him travel with us and our reps across the United States to kind of help support that, that uh, Pebble Tech product line out there. We thought it was a great concept and we could see that for the future that that was going to be, uh, could easily be another leader in the industry. And that's so you guys just have done that. And so now over the years, you guys have created new product lines and more offerings, but let's talk a little bit about how you, the, the model we just, you discussed a little bit, the fact that your, your installers have to be certified and trained the, mm-hmm. the, and the, the, how you guys work together with your applicators to make sure that there's a, a cohesive relationship mm-hmm. on a finished product that Pebble Tech will be there to back up the applicator and the applicator is there to back up their product right. and we work together. And right. I think that's right. that's probably the key piece. Uh-huh. We, we call Pebble Tech uh, as close to a franchise as you can get without being a franchise. With franchise, you have all different kinds of tax laws and so forth. But we've created a program with our applicators, a relationship with our applicators, and then to our builders that's different than any other finished business in the industry. We find that, um, you know, like you talked about, it's known as the Kleenex or the ketchup to the industry. It was the first um, aggregate pool finish out there, released to the United States. And, you know, there's a lot of people that think that, you know, gee, we're just putting rocks in a pool with some cement and anybody can do it. Well, a lot of people think they can do it, but again, we try to treat it as a franchise. So you have to, there's a certain formula, there's a certain process. We have QC teams that are on the field. We have a uh, dedicated sales staff that call on builders and the applicators. So we want to make sure that there's a consistency there um, and then the support. There's nothing more important than the brand name of Pebble Tech. So we don't want a customer, uh, you know, a builder and a customer that if there is a problem, no matter what the problem is, you know, we get in, involved in it. We interject ourselves into that either on a QC level or with a salesperson and make sure that that customer, that ultimate uh, retail customer is happy with their product. Well, I think your product is so is, is one of those products that is unique to the fact that you need good manufacturer backup because the reality is the, 
the buying public doesn't know who like my local market cow plastering is when mm-hmm. if there's a pool issue it will pebble tech sucks or pebble tech screwed it up uh-huh. and if you don't carry those relationships through to back up your mm-hmm. product and make sure it's applied correctly the failure like you know we do we do a lot of glass tile and tile failures mm-hmm. too and the majority of those failures initially are pointed to you know the, the thin set or the waterproofing or the grout and the reality is most of the times it's not the products it's the way they were applied right, right. if they're applied incorrectly and then the same mm-hmm. so when it's applied incorrectly or poorly the first thing that happens is well it's the product's problem and they get the name so if you don't support your product you can ruin your name quickly right yeah, absolutely um, and your products that way i mean shock creed there's all the other parts that go to the pools and even a pool pump for that matter um you know even if we install it wrong most likely it's going to perform at some level um if your product's applied incorrectly or poorly it performs poorly and then it, you know and it's something right. you see 24 7 if the filter is starting to crack or, or flake and look ugly in the background mm-hmm. and the, you know the underground plumbing and concrete's not pretty nobody knows but your product is right. like, how come the pool looks like this uh-huh. um, and that can be screwed up with startup that can be screwed up at application that can be you know surface prep all Absolutely. those things so yep. it's a tough product to market and keep mm-hmm. the clients and the industry understanding mm-hmm. what's right that's why we find that it's it's very important that key element is a trained applicators license and applicators so we have uh, not a contract, but an agreement with them that they have to put it in a certain way you know, under our standards. So we know that it's there's consistency there. Not only is the product put in right, we we basically mine most of our product that we use and put in. And then we have two manufacturing facilities, one in Slidell, Louisiana, one here in Mesa, Arizona. So every rock that we buy comes through one of those plants. So the obviously the Mesa plant handles anything west of Mississippi, Slidell handles anything east of the Mississippi River. But each product comes in there, it is um, graded, sifted, washed, heated, dried, and then put in a bag. And then sampled, you know, throughout the production process during the day to make sure that our consistency is there. Um, we're one of the only ones uh, that, that does that with all of our products. Um, you know, competitors buy from an open mine, it goes in a bag right at the mine, so there's a chance that something could happen. So people think, What's the difference of a bag of rocks? You know, we right. people say, "Well, it's just a bag of rocks." Well, it's not. It's a it's a man mined product. So you're digging down in the ground, harvesting those rocks, uh, different sizes. You may be out in the Mississippi River, uh, harvesting gold rock out of the Mississippi River down in the bottom. But you know, you you think about that, you could be scooping up many different things: dead right. dinosaurs, uh, burnt trees, <laughs> right. metal, things right. like that. So, oh yeah. You know, you want to make sure that it's processed properly, and that's where it starts. I always say that, you know, when people walk in that backyard, they may look around, and then obviously the visual appearance of the backyard and the landscape and everything's done, but one of the first things they notice is that Pebble Tech finish, you right. know, that, the finish of the pool, the color, the vibrancy, and actually how it looks. And that's probably one of the more expensive items that they put in that pool. Oh, yeah. We want to make sure that that is satisfactory to everybody the builder the homeowner and so forth so well it's the it's the it's the cap on top it's the icing on the cake so yep. even if you mm-hmm. screw up the shape of the pool it kind of gets blended in the landscape if you you know if it's not as deep as you might have liked it you know all those but you got to look at the color and depth and perception of your pool every time you walk out there right. if you if you miss that or it comes out wrong you know obviously you're going to be un- un- unhappy every time you walk right. out back you see it every day or you feel it every day when you're in there swimming in it. oh yeah so and, and your product's got to be ver- durable, right? I mean, durability is probably the biggest problem because just like the construction of pools, we have the service industry side of pools, and, and there's two segments of that. There's the high-quality, well-educated, 
chemi- guys that understand chemistry and water quality. And then there's, you know, guys that push a pool pole around, you know, dip a strip and drop chemicals right. and leave and yeah. don't understand all the things that can be screwed up in this pool and how mm-hmm. quickly they can destroy mm-hmm. um, interior finishes. And yet you're still on the hook because you don't know when, I'm right. sure when, when you get to show up to a problem, it's like, oh, water's perfect. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> um, so you got to make sure that's doing well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about your fire and water stuff. What's the... Uh, what, what are the product offerings you currently have in there? What's the plan yeah, so in the we, future? We started the Fire and Water Division. I, I looked at this as that, you know, the strength of the Pebbletech brand name. You know, it's a finish business. And, you know, you want to be known more than just a pool finish. Um, so we thought with the strength of that brand name, we could look at other product lines that might be out there. We created the Fire and Water line from scratch. Uh, brought uh, all the machinery and the equipment to build our cast stone line. Um, we also have a copper uh, fire bowls and so forth and scuppers and stainless steel scuppers and so forth. But uh, we brought our cast stone fire and water line in-house, built it, all the tooling, machinery and so forth, and started production. And one thing that we use to differentiate ourselves is we guarantee a three-day delivery time of everything. And we looked in the industry to see what the weaknesses were in our competitors and shipping and uh, delivery times was probably the biggest one. Second one is dependability. There's only a couple of burners out there that are CSA approved for safety. And I wouldn't think that you would be on electronic condition burner. I wouldn't think that anybody would want to put a pump or a light in their pool. That's not UL or CSA listed. Right. So, you know, we thought that if we have our burner CSA listed, manufacture it ourselves, put the Pebble Tech brand name on it, and then have that three day delivery period that we would increase the market share. And that it went pretty rapidly after that. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I know one of the th- for sure in the in the market when you're looking for those kind of unique pieces, um, inventory has always been a problem, right? Mm-hmm, and so, right. and especially in quantity, you might oh, I need four of these. Well, we have two. Oh, okay. Can I get the other two? Yeah, about seven weeks. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that'll be perfect. Right, we'll right. be ready for that. Right. Um, and and like always, most people in the construction industry, us included, are rarely uh, so well ahead of the uh, schedule to have all that pre-ordered and ready mm-hmm. to go. It's usually kind of last minute, like oh yeah, get the scuppers, let's get those ordered. Right. So, right. I can see that being a huge play. Uh-huh. Um, um, well, what do you, what do you, uh, what, let's talk about the industry as a whole, um, and how you, how the, how the, how you see the current industry, what do you see good about it, bad about it? What kind of changes do you see us, what we should be making as yeah. an industry? I think that, um, you know, we, we better, um, I think we need to sit back and take a look at our industry. There's some changes coming around out there. I mean, we've all been in it now for a long time. Um, you know, when you ask the masters and you talk about the buzz gizzes and, Gillettes and you know all the people that have been around forever. You know they've seen a lot of transition in, in this business. Kind of stayed the same, but you know you, there, there's been transition. I think there's um, more coming to it. You know there's a looming recession that people talk about. Uh, I'm not sure how strong that'll be, but you know there's this other thing called the millennials, mm-hmm. and the millennials are changing the world. I know that you know like in 2017, 47 percent of the millennials that bought homes never went to that home to see the home. So you think about wow. that. How do you buy a home and not go see it? Well, you got Zillow, you got uh, Google Earth. Oh, yeah. uh, they drive around the neighborhood. The last thing they want to see is a real estate agent taking them from house to house. They can make up their own mind. But then the second part of that is, is they're not typically the same kind of customer that a lot of us in the industry are used to. You know, they, they're more of a smaller uh, closer knit. Um, they don't need the frills. You know, their ho- homes aren't as big. But one thing they really want is a backyard environment. Now that backyard may not be as big as we're used to, but they want outdoor living. So right. we tag that in with our fire and water line that 
you could have a small water feature, even a small pool, but they want fire and water and just decorative elements out there in their backyard. Secondly, we see that there's a lot of um, change in um, our pool building nation out there. They're aging out. A lot of times they're either selling, having the general manager take over or have the kids take over. I find in my career that you know, you'll have somebody that you've been doing business for 35 years and then they say, hey, I'm retiring. And then you go in and they've got their children starting to run it. We have no relationship with those guys. So right. You gotta start all over. And uh, I, I think that every manufacturer sees that rapidly increasing as well. And you can see that in all the national accounts, the Master Pool Guild, uh, UAG, CareCraft. Um, there's a whole new wave of people um, that attend those events and, and uh, it's a change in the business. Well, I think it's going to be weird, you know, when you talked about millennials, how they, you know, somebody maybe bought a house and never seen the house. It's their, their idea of a relationship is digital, right? Mm -hmm. And all of, all of even, you know, our age, we're so used to how I've always known how critical creating a relationship with the client or creating a relationship with manufacturers. Um, they have, we're, we're all going to have to kind of change the way we understand that because Absolutely. even though I still believe it's the most important part of what we do, um, the idea of what the definition of what a relationship means is going to change. Mm -hmm. And and they're also so used to immediate information, right? They're not okay to leave a message on Thursday and get a call on Monday. They want mm -hmm. like, I want somebody right this second. Exactly. Um, you know, we saw that when we were at, um, when we did our Zodiac tours and how, and we went through their whole facility at, at Florida now. Right. And so, um, but we were going through their facilities and we went through their call center too. And, and, and to watch how they're trying to adapt their call centers to be able to get immediate responses mm -hmm. to, techs, customers, and, and even digital interaction. They're literally working with the ability to have a phone, use that phone to show them a video of what they're doing mm -hmm. um, and help help them work. But it, it, that the whole industry will have to learn to shift both the construction side and even, like you said, the, the, in the supply side because mm -hmm. they want immediate access to you. They mm -hmm. want, when their Pebble Tech's failing, for instance, they're going to want to get an answer tomorrow and they're going to want an immediate response. Mm -hmm. And I think they're, that's, they're, they're so fast to do that. And yet they don't care to have built a relationship over time. Um, and for us, that's critical. You right. know, and I think, and even like buying on the internet, you know, the internet buying process, it's easy to go click, click and buy. But then how do you, and no matter what the product might be in that, and all of us do it, me included, I'm probably the worst of it when I, to buy products that way. But when we deal with service and industry and clients, you don't you have to maintain relationships mm -hmm. um, the relationship is key the products are you know the products from pump from one supply supplier or another pebble tech um wet edge you know there's a ton of different products going in the water um but how are those relationships managed over time is going to be critical mm -hmm. and i think we got to figure out how to get the millennials to start to know how critical right. that relationship well just be. even the the um, older consumers you know when you bring up amazon amazon i say spoiled the world. I mean, it's an immediate right now. So most consumers, and I think you'll agree when you go in to sell a pool that, you know, they want it now, they want to make a decision immediately. And if it's not working, they're used to having exceptional after sales service to their satisfaction, right. not maybe to the right way, but to their satisfaction. So you can buy anything you want on Amazon, even up to a house now. And uh, if you don't like it, send it back. No right. questions asked. They'll pick it up. Right. So, right. you know, it, it has changed the buyer's behavior to a point that it makes our industry um, a little harder to do business with because our process takes longer. It's not right. just to pick and put it in a box and deliver it to the house. Right. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, it, and I think 
the, we got the workforce issues we're dealing with as well, and that that's probably because of twofold. One is the millennial workforce is different as well. Their 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 desire to have things is less. The more things they want is experiences and 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 uh, time. Mm-hmm. They they it, which is the opposite of most of people of our generations, which was we wanted to have stuff or have the money to have those experiences, but. I think they're finding a better balance, to be mm-hmm. honest with you. Um, and I think that, and so we all can learn from that as well. I mean, I know even our company 10, five years ago, we nearly ran ourselves in the ground um, with working excess hours and long days and weekends. And, and it, it took one of our younger employees actually to kind of even point that out to us and say, hey, you know, this is not correct. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is the and old it, style. Well, well, it just became habitual, right? We didn't realize that we were impacting lives that way and not our own included. I mean, we kind of realized it, but you just look past it because it became normal. And they're actually flexing the muscle to say, this is not normal. And mm-hmm. we don't want, you know, we do not want to work like that. We do not need these things. We mm-hmm. would rather spend time with people or time in places. And so, like you said, with the backyard environments, that's that part, right? They don't need a man- McMansion, but they want a place that they can hang out with friends and relax and enjoy the time. Yeah, cool place um, to hang yeah, out. And they'll have, because that's the, they're going to have more time than we ever had. And so mm-hmm. now we need to create those environments where they can spend the time. And mm-hmm. so absolutely, as an industry, we'll have to continue to learn that. And, and manage that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just part, part of what we do. Um, the other crazy thing we see, I see in the industry that, that has changed because of digital is it's causing more pool builders and more pool construction professionals to build things that they don't understand, mm-hmm. right? Because back in the day when I went to sell a pool, even 10 years ago, I would sell what I could sell because what I knew and it's whatever, mostly what I brought to the table is what they would be experienced to um, or my local market, right? Now, when you go meet with a client, they've looked at pictures from across the globe traveling um, and either well they don't have to travel anymore because it's all it's brought to you mm-hmm. right the high levels of society used to travel and see all these amazing things and that's why they were creating these amazing um, construction projects but now everybody travels sitting on their couch mm-hmm. and they get to see everything in the world and they can find it and search it and bring it up immediately and so we create all these ideas on paper some built wrong some built correct but they look beautiful on a picture and they get brought into a meeting with new clients and now they hey, I want my pool to look like this. And then we get pool builders accepting that challenge, but not getting the information and the knowledge they need. And then they get a product installed incorrectly or, or pool building correctly. And so that's, I think as an industry, we have to recognize that that's getting worse mm-hmm. and education is going to be more key. Right. Um, whether well, you're, what you say is exactly right, because somebody will look at that and say, I want that. And, you know, if the pool builder is not skilled or educated properly, he's not going to let that sale go by. He's going to say, okay, I'll build that for you. Yep. And then starts the trouble from there. Yep. Yeah, you can do that right too because you can do a bunch of research and figure it out. But most of my think are busy and haphazard and then they just start building. Mm-hmm. And then guys like Randy Beard and Paula Benedetti and get called into a project halfway through construction and the hydraulics are terrible. Yeah, and fix the, this the, for the, me. The, and I, we've been called into multiple projects where the project wasn't finished and not performing. The construction process was so bad that even the client was like, hmm, this doesn't seem right, Mm -hmm. you know, where they can see enough of the defects before the project gets done to where they start calling in other experts. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, that gives them, again, the access. The clients have so much access to information that pool builders and and service companies and and applicators, they got to keep stepping up their game. You know, we 
Um, you know, for instance, we'll, as we're doing this ATM stuff, we're starting to do more video stuff. We're starting to do um, training seminars and stuff with our with our guys. Well, that stuff will become available on video, and we're gonna literally ha- and, and currently is I mean, all kinds of manufacturers have application videos or how mm-hmm. to how to program a pump. And what happens is you get a client who takes a little bit of time in. And they actually know more than the pool builder does about controlling a variable speed pump, for instance. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you program it that way? Don't we supposed to slow this thing down? And ex- no, no, that doesn't matter. Right. The pump's right. more efficient. Turn it on. Um, and that's where you get pool builders needing to step up their game because their clients are going to be educated, yeah. especially the aging yeah. clients who have the most money. They're very educated. The younger clients have quick access to all the information. And last thing you want to do is have them spend a weekend looking at their Pebble Tech going on, watching a video how it's supposed to be done. And then the next day they're watching the crew put it in like, Huh, that Pebble Tech video we watched yesterday doesn't look like that. Are they doing this right? And and immediately you've lost your uh, relationship right. with the client yeah. um, that you've created digitally. You know, <laughs> now right. you got to recover quickly. Right. So right, right, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a strange world going forward mm-hmm. for sure for all of us. I think we need to yeah, continue I think to be it, dynamic. There's not there's not many things that you live your life and do every day that you don't have to go to Google or or, or YouTube and find out am I doing this thing correctly? Well, and there's and the information's there, so. 10 years ago, you wouldn't be able to see right. how to, or talk about a variable speed pump. You'd have right. to rely on the information provided to the expert you just hired. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's easy Absolutely. to pr- prove who, who the experts are and who they are not, right? Um, what's what's uh, what's the future at Pebble Tech? What are you guys going to be doing new or different or anything changing it? So, yeah, we, we've, had a, we've had a recent change to it. You know, we had uh, the same owners for 30 years or so, and um, you know, they were getting to the point where aging out, preserving capital, and we wanted to grow the company. So we went out and looked for a way to bring money into the company. And we um, actually put ourselves up to a PE firm. Uh, they bought us a little over a year ago, October, okay. and infusing money into us, uh, basically to support our ideas for growth. They've been great. Um, trust us, see us what we're doing and what our growth potentials are. And our brand strength, and um, we're, we're, we've got uh, several things in the hopper right now that I think everybody would be pretty excited about when cool. they roll out. Some of them will come, some of them won't. I can't, I can't squeeze a secret no. out from you. No, no, no secrets. No, no, no. No. No, that's why we're here, Bob. <laughs> Exciting though. So. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Well, it's good. It's all you know. It's 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 great to hear when people get properly acquired mm-hmm. um, by people that are willing to understand the business is successful and and influx what they need to make mm-hmm. it even better. Um, a lot of times, people get acquired and then. Demor- you know, dismantle the company over time, and it, and it can't perform. And we've seen that happen yeah, with big suppliers, happen. big manufacturers, big pool builders. Um, you know, I'll be interviewing Buzz Giz in a, in a in a couple hours here today too, and he's he's been an icon of the industry, at least in my market. And I think in, I, I in my world, he's you know oh, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's king pool guy across the world, but obviously more because he's in my market. Um, but he had one of the most successful thriving pool businesses here mm-hmm. um went for years and years and years family owned business eventually sell it um in a good part in a height of the market the right. market the changes best time right best, best time, time to sell so that proves his genius but at the same time now they have a tougher business to run and no not the staff that maybe can make the dynamic changes and understand and then you know over a matter of years that one of the biggest pool builders in our market is out of business mm-hmm. um and and obviously the systems were in place right the people were in place but I think back to relationships, right? There's a there's part of running a business is how to manage all those people, right? Not just the, the end result. Yeah. And, and you know we, we got Randy Beard here today helping us train, and I think he had a similar scenario with his business. He sold an excellent, excellent, thriving business, 
um, but in the wrong hands and, and lack of understanding the parts to make it all run and, and, and how much it's not just building pools or not just putting out product, um, I th- that they've struggled. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a little scary when those things happen, but I think when it's done right, you also see companies that can explode and become mm-hmm. ex- exponential on their growth mm-hmm. um, and be able to give back to the markets better and, and provide higher quality products and, and new offerings and all those things. So. Mm-hmm. We'll hope to be able to see that and make mm-hmm. it kind of flow through our pro- through yeah. the, through the through the process with you. And we'll we'll get we're going to squeeze something out of here before the days or we'll get one of those <laughs> secrets sneaking out. Um, well, it, it, you know, it's funny we we talked a little bit about but we haven't. You guys are getting into what you're calling cast stone, which is your precast concrete products, mm-hmm. basically. Um, and you've even segued. You know, we just did a project with Bob. We had a, a big precast fireplace or fire pit that we purchased, but we also had adjacent countertops and other surfaces we needed covered. And so we, you guys were able to adapt to that and, right. and put together and help us do some countertops too. Mm-hmm. So now we've got a, a, a product offering that we've got this awesome fire feature, one of the nicest ones we've ever installed, and yet we also can match our countertops at our bars. And that I think kind of stuff. I think that started by the 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 lady of the house said, you know, I want this fire pit, but I want countertops to match it. Yep. And uh, you said, hey, can you do this? And we said, absolutely. absolutely. You know, we've got a shop that can accommodate it. And um, it was really one of our first countertops that we did. One of, the, one of them was like 38 inches wide by 14 feet long. We oh, yeah. poured that in a one piece at our shop, transported it to the job. And then a nice barbecue top too yep. that turned yeah, out. We don't really do nice. anything easy, so we're right, gonna, yeah. we're gonna do it the first we, time. Let's see how big we, we can. We make think it, at the first can... time, if we get a Rick Chafee <laughs> project and we are successful with it, we're on to something. Absolutely. Well, I think you know the client loved it, but I think that's that's that relationship goal. You know the the uh, the ability to have people to talk to, the ability to say, "Hey, Bob, here's what I want to do. Um, can we do this?" And we do that with Pantera. We, you know, mm-hmm. I, I I I really enforce that when people ask. You know, we. I'll hear, you know, somebody will downgrade a company even online. They'll just want to destroy some company. Oh, this pump sucks. This company's like, right. I don't think that that's reality. I think the reality is that if you have the right relationship with those supply, look, Pentair, Jandy, Hayward all make great pumps, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got a great rep and you've got someone who can handle your problems, you'll be happy. But also their pumps fail. It's right. going to happen. It's going to fail. It's either, you know, when you put out millions of pumps, you're going to mm-hmm. have problems. And if you've got... Mm-hmm monkeys and, and people that don't have an experience installing them, they're going to screw them up or, yeah. or under plumb them and, and, and make these pumps work too hard yeah. or run them dry. Yeah. Um, but you, and then if you badmouth that, if you don't have a relationship though, you might feel like that company doesn't have support well, you know, for you, but you gotta, you gotta create those relationships. Right. You can't call once and say, well, hey, Bob, why won't you do this for me? Right. Well, you know, in review that we kind of talked about that and teed that up today that, you know, that you can have that pump or filter or pebble tech or, or an aggregate finish out there in the pool, plaster, whatever it is. And, you know, most times the manufacturer would love to stand behind it and fix it. But if you get, um, you know, people that are out there, a customer base, either builders, service guys or something that may not be as highly trained as you'd like them to, and they don't know how to get to the answer or how to solve the problem, um, you know, that, that's when you start running into problems exactly what you're talking about. And that's why our brand has always been synonymous with if you got a problem, people know how to get to us. To help them i mean we've tried to establish ourselves that you know with a dedicated qc team dedicated sales team relationships throughout the national accounts and so forth people know how to get a hold of us and they you know it's it's you've got to look at the manufacturers that know and trust will stand behind their products absolutely to make right. it successful you're always going to have that on the internet where somebody's going to do something but to me that's always a sign that whoever they talked to did not satisfy them at that point. Correct. Well, and, and I think you find a lot of it too is the, they've tried to satisfy 
too many times mm-hmm. and and it's not it's it's too it's a two-sided equation right you either you gotta you gotta bring it my game has to be good enough that when i call bob with a problem he knows that most of the time we do the right thing so mm-hmm. there's probably there's really a problem here not like oh we got rick calling again yeah another pr- crappy you know shotcrete job so our, obviously it's going to point to us because there's a leak in the pool and that's somehow Pebbletech's fault um, you know, you, you, you got to own it too. And I think that's what I see most of these guys that they can't own it. I, I was, it was funny, you know, instant information, right? I was, somebody was posting on, on Facebook about an unhappy relationship or problem with one of the manufacturers. And it was complaining because he sat in the sun for 20 minutes waiting for the tech line to get back on the phone with him to get a, an answer that one, I know off the top of my head, two is certainly in the instruction booklet. And it's actually on the door of the, of the automation panel. If he had just looked at the door, he was trying to control how do you program a valve on an automation panel. And he was livid with the fact that Pentair couldn't respond or whoever it was couldn't respond fast enough to this guy. And he had to sit in the sun for 20 minutes. Well, if he'd taken five minutes to Google it, he could have got it. If he had actually read the book that came with the product, he could have got it. If he looked at the door, it would have explained it. I don't see that being any manufacturer's fault. That's right. you being lazy and not doing your job. Uh-huh. The, the tech line is not for them to reread the instructions for you. The tech line is for like, I've done all the things it says to troubleshoot the problem. Now it's not working. So the reason the tech line can't get there fast enough is because there's 80 guys like that right. asking terrible questions or not doing their own mm-hmm. job. So um, my experience has been as long as you're doing your job well and and and, and you've done everything you can, and that's when you reach out and ask right. for help, and then you get the help every right. time. You know, yeah, so absolutely, absolutely. What uh, you guys just got back from Ireland? We did. How was that? And it was winter there. Yeah. Uh, was going, it cold? Going back in uh, August, so we'll get a different view of it as well. <laughs> but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful country. I mean, even in the winter time, this the uh, countryside, rolling hills, the ocean is unbelievable there. I mean, I both Rick Obviously and I share German, right? yeah <laughs> both Rick and I share the love of sailing so right. you know I'm over there on the ocean looking at boy that'd be a nice place to sail thinking about it before we got to the ocean then we went to I think it was called the mirror or more cliffs you know it's a famous spot out there you go to the side of the cliff and it's I don't know 100 feet down to the ocean you look out at that ocean you're going I'm not sailing out there <laughs> and this, this was like you know, deadliest catch oh, stuff I can out imagine. there, yeah, yeah. smashing water against the the hills out there and everything. But yeah, beautiful country and uh, food is good. We were fortunate enough to be there, you know, after, right after Thanksgiving. So Christmas shopping was, uh, you know, in full force. Dublin has most people won't relate to this, but it's like a gigantic Kirland or uh, Scottsdale Quarter. It's all outdoor malls and stuff main streets and they shut those things down at night it's just jam-packed with people carrying bags and happy and i'll tell you one thing that is different there than here is everybody eats and drinks all day long (laughs) (laughs) so you cannot get into a pub or a a lunch spot you know it's just just packed just packed I know you're going there in yep. August. Yeah, know. we'll be going with you in yeah, August the yeah, same together. time you're there. So it, we should uh, it's a, we should have a good time. It's part a great, of the, great place. Well, it's part of those relationship building things, and it's part of giving back to the industry and, and keeping involved with all the people around you to create those relationships. Yeah. So, And, you know, that's the point. I mean, that's you know, earlier on you said, you know, why do you do these these things and travel like that? Um, we, we look at it as we, we love to do it. I mean, you get a nice vacation out of it, but there's not a better way to have as many builders in one spot that you can focus on and build good, strong relationships, friendly relationships throughout the years uh, in these trips. And, you know, my hat's off to the manufacturers that support the trips. And I'm proud to be a vendor sponsor to most of them out there that, um, you know, for that them to think enough of Pebble Tech to invite us along with them. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit, too, like we do with the Genesis side. You know, you guys have been a sponsor of that for years. We're doing, you know, you come to the Paramount Pace program, which is, again, it's a, it's one of Buzz Giz's mm-hmm. um, or deals he does. But he has he brings the, the, the biggest pool builders in the country together and, and helps them help each other. Um, that's, you know, that... that is part of the blood and bread and butter of what we're doing with ask the masters is we, we, we want access to, to people to have access to other masters. Mm-hmm. It's not about access to me. It's, you know, it's the reason we're doing this interview. It's access to who's Bob, who, what does Bob represent and what companies we represent? And we're doing that across the board. Now we're going to be, we're actually today, we're also doing an interview with a amazing landscape lighting designer ah. um, because, because our world start to cross over. Um, mm-hmm. And, and we, and most people in our world get involved in, outdoor lighting because they're doing outdoor environments. And so the, the goal here is to kind of create an access portal and funnel to all these amazing masters of different parts of the world um, in, in the outdoor environment industry and even the construction industry for, for at large. But we want to make sure as we build our audience, we're bringing to the table a huge benefit to them um, and bring benefits to our manufacturers that sponsor us as well. Um, but we like the idea is get get that information you know some people don't even know that you can hire a landscape lighting designer mm-hmm. um, and they don't know the difference mm-hmm. right and if you just like anything else if you when you walk a model home complex and you look at the model homes what what makes them so much more dynamic than my house or your house maybe is that the interior designers come in and have bold ideas and right. new information and they create something amazing same thing on the pool design side if you're an if you if you're just designing in your own little you know, uh, micro world, you're not going to see all the grand things you can do. And when you get to landscape lighting, same thing. We, we've got landscape crews and we throw lighting out all the time and we have a, we're pretty good at it. Um, but when you bring a lighting designer to the table and we've used Jan Moyer, who's coming in today, we've used her on a couple projects that, that can afford them. It's not right for every project, but the difference between oh, our, our ideas and, and what we think we are doing right. And someone that's properly skilled and a true master of her trade in doing lighting design it's 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 award-winning difference I mean, right. you can walk out and and see how much better yeah. and, and how it was lit correctly and it's not just adding more lights it's where to light it how to light it how to create shadows how right. to get rid of shadows um there's so much cool information that yeah. way and that's but that's, there's so much help with that too like you say with the internet people are seeing those model homes and the yep. upper hand when they're they're trying to get an idea of hey i've got some money that i can remodel a house and they're they're looking now at more professionally designed jobs both interior exterior uh, lighting landscaping and so forth so they're the bar is raised right oh yeah now you just got to be that contractor that can fulfill that dream well and 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 i think for us it's recognizing we talked about pool builders to get a cool pool drawing or design or a picture from a client yeah we can do that it's also recognizing that you do know what know what your lane is what your capacity is and then know when the right project presents itself to make sure Mm -hmm. you reach out to the experts, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you want you cannot be a master of all trades. Well, you know you can be a jack of trades, but you you start to master certain things. And th- as the projects become more complex, we want to hire individual mm-hmm. masters of mm-hmm. each part of that landscape designer, maybe landscape lighting designer, color consultant. Sometimes get mm-hmm. in, get in play. Um, you know, we we did a job where we did um, a really amazing landscape. We actually brought in one of the ex curators of the botanical gardens in Arizona because the client wanted a level of plants and, and, and flora that was just off the charts. They wanted everything to be you know intrinsic to the area, but they wanted all the unique stuff that most people don't see and wanted it planted correctly, how it should be correctly, where it would grow. You know, that's, there's so many things when you start even talking landscaping where you put plants, you know, right. just cause it's pretty and just cause it grows 
doesn't mean it would have grown there or should grow there or can, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's up against a hot block wall, you know, mm -hmm. those little nuances are what make the difference. And then when you walk those finished products, the difference is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You can walk you, the comfort level you feel when you sit in the space, when mm -hmm. it's designed correctly, yeah. and when you bring those masters to the table, it, it changes what the end result is for right. the clients so right. much that it, it, until you've done it and had the opportunity to work with that, those level of clients and be able to bring all those people to the table, yeah. the, the difference. You have to look at, you have to look at um, the whole industry as a whole though, too, and, and exactly what you guys are doing and what your, your drives you every day and your, your strong belief is, you know, educate the industry. You got to remember that a lot of times people that are building these gigantic homes or it doesn't even have to be a gigantic home. It just has to be their next beautiful home, their step up home or something. They're hiring an architect that, you know, that architect has now gone through the same thing that our industry go, going through that they need more education. So they're, they're utilizing different tools that they didn't utilize 10, 15, 20 years ago. So the expectation level that consumer is now raised, oh, yeah. they're expecting more. So when you come in as a pool builder, you better know what you're doing because they've just went through most times a construction project that's either been good or bad. Yep. And if it's good, you know, there's a, the bar has been raised, you know, that you have to perform to. Well, and as you work up the level of projects, you end up, to your point, you end up the the, arc, the level of experts that are already involved. Mm -hmm. And so if you don't have some expertise when you come to the table, They'll all recognize it quickly. Right. You can't um, walk and, in the backyard yeah. with a yellow tablet anymore. Right, you get you kind of get laughed out of the room if you have to sit down at a table with a structural engineer, an interior designer, a, you know, the client, the, the architect that they've hired. You know, they got award-winning architect that's that's been published fifty times, and mm -hmm. then you come in, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, we do pools. All, you know, you, you got to understand their language, right. their terminology, Absolutely. and you got to be able to contribute to the mm -hmm. to the. What I see most uneducated pool builders or un, you know, especially on the design side, is they actually take away. And, and ruin the original intent of the architecture or not even recognizing how important certain aspects of architecture are. And so, you know, we, we part of the education programs that we're all involved in now, we, we're teaching things from the structural side of a pool, the hydraulics of the plumbing, but oh yeah, we're also going to talk about the history of architecture and the styles of architecture mm -hmm. and what does it mean to be in a craftsman style? What is, you know, when you hear a lot of people, what Frank Lloyd Wright, what does that mean? Well, some people don't know what that means, and sometimes mm -hmm. clients don't know what that means either. But you got to start to really understand who you're, who, who's out there in the world, and recognize when an architect's designing something and it looks like a Flank Lloyd Robbie house. You got to be able to pick that up and recognize that you want to then design mm -hmm. your project something to fit in, fit not you know by be dichotomy against it and have a mm -hmm. you know huge rock waterfall and weird stuff. Like whoa, 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 look at the architecture, enhance the architecture. Don't take away from it. Don't try to steal the show. If you work it in correctly, mm -hmm. the whole composition comes out mm -hmm. awesome, um, and that's part of this. Part of this thing is let's get let's get more people to understand that you can pick up a great project and pull in all the right people and make it a great project, or mm -hmm. you can pick up a great project and screw it up, mm -hmm. um, right. and 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 wonder why you. Can, how come nobody recognizes our project? How come we're not on the front page of a magazine? How, well, it's those things. You're right. you're just missing key elements, and right. I think. I think delivering the message to the, you know, the, the masses, the builders, all builders from every walk of life and letting them know that there's more education available, training uh, by professionals that are doing these kind of jobs. And, you know, it's always going to be there's going to be builder levels that will say, I'm going to pick this. It's the easy way. It's a low cost. I can get volume. Or I think the majority of the people say, I want to do a better job. I want to I don't want to be that sell everything in price. I want to create value. 
to that customer and they need, they're looking for that educational value that you guys deliver. Well, I think what we're also hoping people start to understand too, we've like, we've got a, we're actually going to do a hands-on training in a, in a couple months here in Mesa. Um, and we've got Laticrete bringing product. Um, we got Bazaza bringing product and we're going to literally. Wait, just, I have a pool I'm building. Yeah. Maybe we can use your pool. Um, <laughs> But the intent is we're gonna we're we're gonna bring them in and actually do some hands-on training with a bunch of people. But I think what people fail to recognize is if you create a relationship and reach out to Bob and need help with an application, or who should we use for an applicator, or if you're dealing with Laticree, for instance, they will send their tech guys to help you and train you pretty much for free mm-hmm. if you want to reach out and ask for their help. Yeah. Um, and, and I think most pool builders don't realize that that's across the board, um, that most of these suppliers and, and people involved in the industry, they want to help you get it right so they don't have, because it's cheaper to do that than it is to protect themselves when it goes wrong. Because mm-hmm. anytime some major failure happens, all the parties have to come. And if right. you're even if you're 100% correct, it still costs you money to protect yourself. Um, and you want to protect the brand. You know, yeah. you don't want a terrible app, applicator to put in your product and ruin the brand name right. and just point, ah, it's this Pebble Tech stuff. Right. It's crap. Yep. Um, you got, they got to be able to back up your product and install it correctly so that it doesn't turn into a burn for you guys. And, and there's, there's a lot of money spent in this industry by all the innocents protecting themselves from failures. Mm-hmm. And, and so the industry is also learning from that and saying, look, we need to be better. We mm-hmm. need to train more. We need to get more involvement. You know, we just did, you know, Pentair was in town um, and they do these huge training events that are almost free. I mean, they charge, I think, 100 to $200 to but come. But you there. get value back for it. You get tools. And well, you, well and... I would tell you, like the Pentair training events that I've been a part of, um, I actually just taught a seminar for them at their last event, but for, for $200, you get two days worth of training. So you're there for eight hours and they train you on all the parts and pieces of their equipment. But between lunch and breaks, I bet you they give away, I can't guess, I, I, I guarantee they give away $100,000 yeah. in yeah. pool equipment, TVs, heaters, pumps, filters, you know, at, at raffles and stuff. Like, so even if you just go there and have a two free and get two free lunches out of it and then walk away with a pool heater, that's the that that means the nothing. Two hundred lottery. Yeah, ticket, think basically. about the fact that you could, all the education you can get, and then you're not that guy bitching about having to be on the phone for twenty minutes to figure out how to program a valve because mm-hmm. you sat in front of the equipment and they gave it to you mm-hmm. for for ninety nine bucks. You right. know, but a lot of our industry doesn't know that exists, and they don't recognize or give a value to that those those, those days they take off. We find that with the you know the two and three day classes that we teach all the time, they're like I can't take off two days. Trust me. Yeah, this well will be the best the two days you've ever yeah. spent because yeah. when you walk out of here, it, all you got to do is do one. That's what I always tell people: pick one or two, pick a class that you think would be enticing to you, and go spend sixteen hours. Because I guarantee you, when you leave, you're never going to walk out there and go like, "See, yeah. told you, yeah. this was a huge waste of my the time." Value will be there. Usually, you walk out and say, "Where's the calendar? Where's the next class?" Mm-hmm. Right, and that that happened to us. That's why we got so highly involved in education and and became a better pool builder because the first class we sat in, we recognized how much crap we didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we started learning very quickly that we needed to step up our game and learn a lot more. Um, and it, and the more you learn, the more you recognize how much you don't know. It right. doesn't, it, it's almost an adverse relationship. The more you learn, the more you learn what you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And now you need more information and then you just keep growing on that. So that's our goal. That's why we got you sitting here today is help the industry it's a privilege. recognize that there's, there's education available. There's manufacturers that support education on, on a global level for the most part. Um, and then support their own products with proper education, proper mm-hmm. applicators, and, and in order to keep it, you know, high, high level and at the highest levels for the mm-hmm. clients. Because that's, that's the end consumer is who we have to care about most because they'll make or break all of us. Right, right. They're, so, they're the ones that will have the success. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Well, I appreciate you coming in. My pleasure. This was, uh, Again, you know, it was a privilege and a pleasure to be here. It was a long, here. long drive across town. Um, but uh, we'll, we'll have you back again for sure. And I, I appreciate you being involved. We'll, my, uh, my pleasure. Thanks for the thanks, friendship. Bob. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ask the Masters is dedicated to educating, mentoring, and designing a better workplace for the swimming pool industry and their families. Please take a moment to share, like, and review our content with all of those that would be interested.